It's time for the Charlotte FC podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Charlotte FC Podcast. Today, we have Arturo Buscatiki. I'm going to let him introduce himself because he has a lot of various roles and has started something pretty special this year that I want to talk to him about. Yeah, so thank you, Nick. Um, like you said, my name is Arturo Buscatiki, and uh, I am the founder of Noventa uh, Imas, which is a Hispanic media outlet covering Charlotte FC MLS and uh, international uh, football or soccer, uh, but I'm also the sports director for Progreso Hispano News, which is a Hispanic media outlet here in the city of Charlotte, and we cover all sports in the Carolinas. Awesome. So starting with your your background and your previous, since you just kind of started Noventa y Mas, uh, tell me a little bit about Progreso Hispano News and your work there. So yeah, um, for Progreso, I I started as a, as a reporter, um, and I was uh, actually covering different type of uh, topics, um, news related, obviously. And I actually a couple of times I was a uh, kind of like the, the cameraman for for other reporters as well. Mm-hmm. So I work I worked my way up, um, and once I I was able to to meet with the owners and tell them, hey. Um, I'm a sports journalist by trade. That's what I went to school for. Uh, that's, that's, that's what my experience has been for the past several years. Um, they were able to, I actually had a kind of like a casting. Um, so I, I (laughs) did, um, they, they, uh, they had an appointment with me and they wanted to see what I was able to do on camera enough camera as well. So after that was done, they were like, okay, yeah, sure. The job is yours. You, you can take over the sports section for Progresso Hispanic News. So I started doing uh, soccer and a little bit of um, baseball and basketball as well. But then uh, in time, we were able to, or they were able to send me to do some coverage of different events happening in the U.S. in other cities as well. And uh, towards the beginning of this MLS season, they uh, they just told me that they wanted me to be the sports director. And uh, here we are. Yeah. Wow. That media outlet, they have, of course, an online presence, but they also have like an e-print monthly kind of newsletter. So you're kind of yeah. part of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, basically, I just uh, I work with them on, on weekly articles and notes, um, especially for sports. Um, and whatever it is that they need me to do in terms of sports, uh, I'm there, but usually it's just the Charlotte football club. Um, and then if soccer is happening somewhere in the U S then we're, we're, we're making sure that we're covering that as well. Especially for the Hispanic market in Charlotte. Um, I was, I was able to, 
to go to the CONCACAF Nations League in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago because Mexico was playing the U.S. And then mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we were covering the finals. Uh, we were covering the U.S. for the Gold Cup last weekend as well here in Charlotte. Um, and there's a plan to just keep keep on, you know, uh, providing coverage of everything soccer related that's in the U.S. Um, and you know, for both print and uh, digital. So, yeah, that's what we're doing right now. They've been doing an awesome job. Um, and, yeah, so I think that the digital presence for Progresso Hispanic News has grown exponentially uh, over the past couple of years. And mm -hmm. I think some of that is due to sports. I mean, Charlotte is a sports city. Uh, we love sports. We love having a professional uh, sports team in the city. And uh, you can see that in the Hispanic population as well. Yeah, definitely. And I believe it's it's geared towards, of course, the, the Charlotte area, but it kind of seeps into lots of other things, too. Yeah, I'm guessing. Uh, so that's one angle. And you said that you have a background or your, your trade or your study is is in sports journalism. So where did that where, where did you go to school? What did you learn? So um, everything started. I started practicing basketball, which. Many people may not know this, but that's my first true love. So basketball, mm -hmm. I started uh, doing basketball when I was about seven years old. And I uh, I, I played up until I was 23. Mm -hmm. um, but soccer has always been a, another passion of mine. Um, and, I, and I was actually trying to um, become a professional player. Uh, but then I realized that I, I wasn't good enough to be a professional player. So my dad um, had the idea of, hey, I mean, if you're not going to, you know, through with the professional route, you might might as well just, you know, do get a communications degree, become a journalist. And that way you're, you're going to be you know close to the sports right. scene. And, um, and I was like, yeah, sure. That's a great idea. And I fell in love with the career um, as, as, as soon as I was in, in college. I went to the University of Tampa in Florida. So being in Florida, um, I was able to. Um, go to the Tampa Bay Rays game and Orlando Magic. So I was always close to a sports venue. Mm -hmm. um, and then I did internships with ESPN. I was blessed enough to to work for ESPN Deportes, which is the Hispanic or Spanish um, branch of ESPN in Panama while I was living there. So, um, yeah, ever since my, my dad put that idea in my head, I was like, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Yeah, you get to see a lot of nice events, even though covering it is is can be a lot of work. And we'll talk about all that work that needs to yeah. be done. But uh, so where did you grow up? So you said you lived in Panama, and you lived in Tampa, but you're not originally from the States, are you? So I'm not originally from the States, nor Panama. Um, I'm Venezuelan. I was born in Valencia, Venezuela. And at an, at an early age, uh, I was able to be an exchange student for for a um, kind of like a diversity and a cultural company. So mm -hmm. they sent me here to the States and um, I went to high school in Adairsville, Georgia, which is a really small town, about 30 minutes north of Atlanta. Um, so I graduated high school. I actually got a scholarship to play soccer uh, at Shorter College in uh, in Georgia. So nice. I did that for, for a bit, yeah. Um, before going back home, um, I graduated when I was 16. Um, so I basically just didn't know 
to be on my own at such an early age and going to college. So I did that for a semester and then I went back home. Um, and then by the time I was uh, 19, I told my mom, I think I'm ready to go back to the States and just, you know, uh, finish my degree and mm -hmm. um, just, you know, being on my own. Um, so um, I did that. And then I, I came to, to the U.S. I went to the University of Tampa, got a communications degree uh, with minors in journalism and marketing. And then I went back home and got my sports journalism degree, which is kind of like a um, kind of like a master's, but mm -hmm. not really to that degree uh, down in uh, back home in Venezuela. And after that, um, I did some traveling um, you know, around the world. I lived in China for a bit, uh, visited different Asian countries, and then I settled in Panama. I was in Panama for about five years. Um, and that's when I had the opportunity to work for ESPN Deportes, met some great people over there um, and, and cover, started covering CONCACAF um, at a higher level. So, um, you know, CONCACAF Nations League, um, I'm sorry, CONCACAF Champions League, which is the club competition. Uh, they like the to CONCACAF. confuse us with all those oh, names. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I mean, they have so many competitions. It's like crazy. And then after that, I, I started uh, covering uh, CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers as well. Um, but at some point, my wife and I decided to just come back to the States and just settle here. Um, and it was going to be much easier with her line of work, my line of work. Um, and then that's what we did. And we've been here for the past uh, almost six years now. So did you just like throw a dart and said, this is where we're going? So not really. Um, my sister-in-law has uh, lived in Charlotte or in the Charlotte area for about eight years now. Mm. So almost six years ago, when we decided to leave Panama, um, we we talked to my sister-in-law. She was like, yeah, I mean, you guys are more than welcome here in Charlotte. It's a, it's a growing city still. Um, it's, it's a developing market. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and we, we did some research. And after we did it, we were like, yeah, that's that's going to be our our destination um and we just don't want to leave i mean we we want to stay here you know right uh for for the rest of our lives yeah we love it here well that's great that you found a home here and that you found a community that you could be a part of and also now that you're you're able to serve that same community in many ways in what you love doing anyway yeah so it's a pretty nice fit there you were working for progresso of course, you worked for ESPN and these other places, so you kind of got your feet wet in all these sports venues, but you didn't really have anything of your own. And now comes Novente Mass. You know, I think you talked to me last year and said, you know, I'm 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 putting something together, and I think it's it's going to come out next year. Just trying to put all these pieces together. Can can you tell me how that started? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So last year, I realized that there was not a lot of uh, Hispanic media outlets covering Charlotte FC. And that is something that's still happening right now. Mm -hmm. So um, when, when we talked last year, I told you, hey, yeah, there's something that I want to put together. But August of last year, I ruptured my patellar tendon on my right knee. So that made me lose several games from Charlotte FC. Um, I was in bed, you know, for about a month and then I couldn't walk for like another couple months. So everything was put on hold um, because of my injury and my surgery. And then I had to go to therapy and stuff. Mm -hmm. But then when this season came about, I was like, it's it's time. I mean, we, we need to get this started from 
you know, from scratch. Uh, it's going to be a brand new season. And, and yeah, that's, that's, uh, eventually how it, um, how we ended up launching it, if you will. Mm-hmm. We started with a, with a small Instagram page, uh, or profile. Um, and then now we've grown into having our own podcast in Spanish. Um, we have our own YouTube channel. You know, we, we have a presence in different social media outlets as well. So, um, we're just going, you know, going alone with the ride and, you know, thankful for people like you who are, you know, giving us an outlet for us to express what we're doing right now, to explain it and then, you know, invite everybody to just, you know, be a part of it. Definitely. I, I, I do feel the same need that, that you had about the audience, the Hispanic audience, not being as represented as well as it could be, especially for the the number of fans, the percentage of fans that are that are a part of this. I mean, I even do with Tonio Ramos uh, every couple of weeks, we do a English Spanish kind of rehash thing. Yeah, my Spanish isn't great at all, but I try and, you know, people can listen and, and hear kind of Tonio's takes on stuff if they want it in Spanish, but they we also get it in English, too. So we'll yeah. do a little bit of that. But but I know yours is, is focused more on, um, you know, lots of different things. I was watching your YouTube channel the other day. And not only did you have great graphics, which, by the way, I don't know, oh, you, you've you. taken a lot of time into do it. You got great intros. You got great segues from, you know, obviously you've been in this business because you understand when you need to cut the things and B-rolls and all those things. It works, works really nicely, but you got coverage of games. You have forecasting, you have uh, other voices in there and not just your own. Um, You have interviews that are just specific to, so I think you got a good collection of everything to cover, not just Charlotte FC, but MLS and soccer in general, because you're covering women's national team things like that i just think that audience is you know it's it's like a nice snapshot of like oh i can take this in for 25 minutes 30 minutes a week and get caught up on everything yeah yeah that's what we're trying to do i'm i'm really excited about uh the women's world cup um obviously the the u.s is a powerhouse Mm -hmm. i'm super excited about um watching them perform at, at the highest level again and they're gonna have some great competition but yeah that's what we try to do we try to uh, compile a lot of soccer in 25 minutes um, and, and and be as as thorough as possible. So if we're talking about Charlotte FC, I want to have Latancio uh, answering a couple of, you know, questions. I want to have right. some of the players answering a couple of questions because at, at the end of the day, it's not about me or it's not about, you know, my experience. It's about the product that we're presenting and it's about the information that we want to, make available to every single person in our audience. So uh, whether you're a, a Spanish-speaking person or if you're an English-speaking person, um, you're more than welcome to Noventa y Mas, and then you will see at least, you know, uh, the the main characters of soccer speaking in English and giving right. you some insights and details. And then we just want to cover everything. So um, as, as much information as we can get within those 25 minutes, that's awesome. Sometimes we go over twenty five minutes because mm-hmm. we we might have um, a guest in our in our podcast. So and that's fine because people want to know about them. I think uh, Sombrero Man's story is such a great story to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, being a substitute uh, a substitute teacher, uh, yeah. Hector's and, great. And he's he's super awesome. He's in Mexico right now enjoying his his summer with his sons and stuff. So. 
Um, I I I do want to give um, the sports world a more personal perspective because we do see Hector and we do see Chico mm-hmm. at the games and we all want to take pictures with them. But I want I want people to connect with them at a at a different level. So right. that's that's what we try to do. Um, and and I think that's what we're gonna continue to do in our podcasts as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's that's awesome. What planning kind of went involved with with starting this? Because you said you knew you wanted to do it, but like, what did you really have to do to make it? Especially what you're doing now. Like, I know it's a work in progress, but yeah. So um, initially, what what I had thought was, all right. So what's the most popular social media platform? And it, my answer was it's Instagram, you know, because you can do reels, you can do video, you can do pictures, mm-hmm. you can do several things. So that's the first one that I wanted to be on um, because everybody was on there. So mm-hmm. after that, we decided to expand a little bit and understanding um, the different social media platforms and what they do or what, you know, how they serve, right. um, like outlets. We decided to be on Twitter a little bit as, as well. Um, and then... Facebook was another one. Um, and then we decided to expand and do a podcast. So the, the thought of a podcast has always been on my mind um, because, yes, it's great that you can give daily information and news to, you know, to your audience. But it's even better if you can, again, have a guest on your show, give the sports world a different perspective, a more personal one. Mm-hmm. So that was always on the back of my mind. So, um I met uh, Juan, Juan Gordillo from uh, Motion Studio in uh, North Carolina about, I would say, six months ago. Um, And we talked about it. And, you know, he was put on the back burner on his side because he wanted to do something else. He was busy at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But then he started seeing that I was getting some traction on social media with Noventa Imas. And then he said, hey, you know what? I think it's time for us to meet again. And then mm-hmm. we, we did meet. Um, and he said, I have the studio. I have, you know, I have the background on, you know, editing and, and producing. Um, and I have all the equipment that you're going to need. So we actually just basically combined our talents, if you will. Right. Um, and decided to launch Noventa y Mas at a, at a different uh, level because I did... If you go on my YouTube channel, you're going to see that the first, like, I think it's like three episodes. It was just like manual work on my end. So I just <laughs> wanted to release it. I wanted to, I, I wanted the podcast to be out there, but I didn't have like the resources or the time to like, you know, do a much better job. Uh, right. But one, but once one and I met, it was like, all right, we know what to do. You know, I'm going to bring my talent. You're going to bring your talent. Then we're going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, launch a really good product that I think people are going to enjoy. Yeah, and with YouTube now, with the the podcast angle there, the YouTube music, it's really easy just to do whatever you're producing on that video. But then it's it's basically sent to all platforms too. So exactly, yeah. So um, it it has given us a, a totally different perspective, um, a wider reach, and mm-hmm. um, it's really gratifying that when we're at tailgate parties before the games uh for charlotte fc people are like oh i saw your podcast oh i saw you Mm -hmm. interviewing somebody and that means that we're actually reaching our audience and that's what we want because you go to a tailgate party um for charlotte fc um you're gonna see that it's it's a mix of like different people so Mm -hmm. it's so 
is so diverse culturally speaking. Um, but the the fact that the Hispanic population is reaching out to us and letting us know, hey, we we actually have seen what you what you're doing and we like it. Just keep keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very it's very gratifying. So um, yeah, that's cool. Did you have any like different thoughts of what the name was going to be and your logo? Kind of so the name process was kind of complicated like it um, usually is most people think oh they just oh that's a simple name but you go through a lot of iterations i'm sure yes yes and he was like and especially 90 mass because a lot of people when i say 90 mass they think of the number 90 mm-hmm. and, I, and they kind of like look for it and they start with nine zero and i'm like no 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 it's all letters right. um but i wanted to encapsulate what i wanted to do so my focus obviously is soccer football mm-hmm. but then i'm i'm also passionate about sports so i follow you know basketball and i love baseball and i follow football as well um so my thought process was how can i encapsulate all the sports in a name so it took me basically just like a month and a half to like come up with the name mm-hmm. and then i actually went and said you know what noventa because it's 90 minutes for a soccer match which is my main focus and then imas which means more right because we're going to be talking about soccer but we can also talk about different sports other things so it opens you up to other areas exactly and then for the logo i am a minimalist when it comes to visual design Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, just put the number, a plus sign, that's it. So <laughs> this, it's neat. It's good color schemes, everything looks really good. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people is like that kind of stuff does take time. And then you look at all that and you're like, okay, now I gotta look at social media. Can I get these? How am I gonna have the name so that everybody yeah. knows it and it's gonna be similar across all platforms? Because you don't want to tell them, well, it's this on this one and this on that one. Yeah, 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 definitely. And it was actually quite the process as well. So for us to get at Noventa plus of of like official, um, we didn't have that up up until like what, a month ago? Yeah. Um and we were like noventa plus in some and then noventa underscore plus in some others. Mm-hmm. So I was I was listening to a podcast once. Uh, it's a it's a Mexican uh, podcast uh, about soccer, mm-hmm. and they didn't have any social media accounts. But when they released them, uh, they said that the name of the podcast is Mother Soccer. Mm-hmm. So it was Mother Soccer of like O F from like official. And I right. was like, that's that's really good. I I wonder if I can get that you know handle handler in every single platform so i started doing my research and i was able to find that they were all available so i was like we're doing this Noventa plus <laughs> off. that's what we're doing yeah yeah so that's gonna be it so yeah we were we we're lucky enough to actually uh have that single handler for every single platform that's awesome that's good so how much time do you spend on noventa mas in a week in a week i would probably say between 15 and 20 hours. So um, our next step is to actually just solidify our pre- our presence in uh, other social media platforms like um, Twitter and Facebook and then mm-hmm. now threads because they're obviously right. everybody, everybody's just shooting platforms at us at all times. Yeah. So 
Um, so well, that was an easy transition. You just click on a button, everybody appears. So that's yep, not too ex bad. Exactly, exactly. So uh, we want to solidify that, uh, especially in those three, because I think that by now Instagram is is really solid. We're still growing. Mm -hmm. YouTube is the same thing. We're still growing. Uh, but we, we, we really want to have a solid foundation and uh, audience in Twitter, Facebook, threads, and also TikTok. But we're combining that alongside with developing our website. So, mm -hmm. um, and then obviously it's just going to take us more time. And the, uh, the team is growing right now. Right. Um, so, you know, we're, we're basically in that process of solidifying our presence in those four uh, platforms that we're not really that uh, strong on yet. And then mm -hmm. developing our website as well. So who do you have besides, you know, this collaboration with the, um, with the motion studio folks, um, Juan there, so, who else do you work so with? We, so we have Kevin and, uh, he's our photographer. Uh, and, uh, he just started with us about, um, two weeks ago. So okay. his first game was the Montreal game. And then we had him for, um, for the U S uh, training sessions that they did in Charlotte yeah. at, uh, UNCC. Um, so he's brand new with us. He's our photographer. Juan is going to be a part of our games now, and uh, he's going to be doing video as well. And then he's going to be uh, coming with us to interviews for for players and for uh, the press conference that Latancia does at the end of each game. Um, we have Luis, who's going to be taking care of social media as well. Um, did and, Luis work with you at uh, Progresso? He did. He actually okay. did. So. So for for Luis, I met him uh, late last year. I think it was around uh, November, mm -hmm. early November. Uh, Progresso had told me, "Hey, we want you to do a coverage of the World Cup, uh, and we have an intern here who's you know who's, who's doing a couple of things for us, and he wants he really wants to get into sports journalism." And I was like, "Sure, yeah. I mean, let's let's meet him." And um, we ended up doing the uh, World Cup together, um, and then. He was just as an intern in progress. So afterwards, he was like, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm not doing anything. If you if you want to collaborate on something, I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, come on over, mm -hmm. let's talk." And then he ended up doing, um, yeah, working with us at, in Noventaimas. Now, is there anything specific like that you're looking at, knowing the Hispanic audience that you're focusing on besides, of course, stories and culture items and close-up stuff? Is there things that maybe? An outsider wouldn't see like, oh, well, this is very interesting or this is important to this audience. To me, I think the audience wants to connect more with with the players. Um, and that's what what the focus is going to be now when it comes to interviews and you know who we're gonna have on the on the show. Um we've been collaborating for the past couple of weeks with Charlotte FC as well. Uh, Carelli uh, Avila from the, com the communications office. Uh, she's been super helpful because um, we want to give the audience a different perspective. Like, I don't want to do a, a story just on the player, but I also want to do a story on the person. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think the, the Hispanic population wants to connect with the, with the person more than the player. Uh, they right. want to know their story and they, they want to know their background as well. But um, we're also trying to make sure that everybody feels welcome. Uh, mm -hmm. We have had conversations with different 
I would say characters within the Hispanic community. One of them is Charrito, uh, mm-hmm. who's just this kid. He might be, what, eight or nine years old. He's starting a kid's club uh, at the tailgate parties. So, you know, <laughs> last last game he had six kids, but I talked to his parents and um, their their goal is to have at least 40 kids. Right. Um you know, and, and, and start that kids club. And I, and I think they want to connect like that, you know, be, be, you know, surrounded by their peers. Right. Um, so, so to me, it's more a personal level than just the, the information or the news or, you know, the player. Uh, I, I want to do something that people can actually relate to and connect with. So nice. So is this a, this is not a full-time gig, as you said, just 15 to 20 hours. So what are you doing when you're not doing this job? So I am a marketing enrollment uh, regional manager for the state of North Carolina for Charter Schools USA, which is an EMO that uh, just manages charter schools uh, across the nation. Helps them get um, off the ground. Yep. And then just keep them, you know, enrolled. And, you know, so I take, uh, I monitor and supervise their marketing efforts. And I make sure that alongside the school-based team, we do everything in our power to make sure that we meet, you know, enrollment targets every year. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm meeting a lot of people in education. I was in education too. Yeah. I still kind of am. I work for ARVR company. Um, so what is your, what is the hardest part about this side gig that you have? I think the the hardest part I would say is just getting everything on time, uh, mm-hmm. and then creating this structure, um, uh, because, you know, when you want to release information or some news, uh, you know, you're, even though you're a small outlet, you still have a deadline and you, mm-hmm. you need everybody to be moving at the same pace you are moving. Right. Um, but as the team grows, I think everybody understands how uh, we like to work and, you know, what everything needs or how everything needs to be done. But I think that's the hardest part. But once you once you click as a team, I think everybody understands how everybody works mm-hmm. um, and, you know, due dates for everything. So, yeah. And, and you're you're covering sports, which is timely. And there's always yeah. another game. There's always the next season there's always yeah. a new player a new coach so it's, it's yeah, constantly changing exactly. yeah yeah exactly well, what do you enjoy most about it just being around the game looking at, at people's faces and seeing their emotions i think it's something that uh like i said before i always wanted to be a professional soccer player mm-hmm. um and a basketball player did you have um, a, someone you emulated for soccer um, or basketball for soccer, it was Ronaldo, not Cristiano Ronaldo, but the Brazilian Ronaldo. Yeah. Uh, I was a forward uh, when I played soccer. So for me, uh, he, I mean, he's he's the best forward the game has ever seen, mm-hmm. um, you know. And uh, for basketball, I, I, I always looked up to uh, MJ because mm-hmm. he was around when I was playing basketball. But then I started having a, a focus a little bit more on soccer, so... Uh, but yeah, I mean, to me, Ronaldo was was the one that I was looking up to. Wow, cool. Is there anything that you haven't done yet that you want to do with like big picture future down the road? What is Noventa Mass going to look like maybe three or four years down the road? I would definitely like to do coverage within the U.S. and outside the U.S. So that's what we're shooting for. Um, we would definitely love to go to 
different countries in the CONCACAF region to, you know, go with the U.S. men's national team and women's national team mm -hmm. uh, for qualifiers. Um, and then obviously cover, um, you know, sports in South America as well, because, you know, they're very passionate um, there uh, as well. And then in Europe, I mean, it would be amazing and, and, and a blessing and an honor to be able to cover uh, a Champions League final game. I mean, mm -hmm. that would be, you know, top. So, and, and then just go to, you know, Europe for, for football or for soccer. It's just, you know, a dream come true. You know, if you go to Spain, if you go to Italy, if you go to England, you know. Right, um, the culture there, the people. Yeah. That's That's what you are interested in because the yeah, game is exactly. just the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to actually go to, uh, to England and, you know, enjoy the game from a pub and, mm -hmm. you know, seeing how they enjoy the game there and how they celebrate, you know, I think that's that's the perspective that I want to present more than just, yeah, just, you know, I went to a Chelsea-Liverpool game. No, I, right. want, I want people to see how they feel football and soccer over there. Definitely. That's cool. Now, did you have a mentor or someone growing up as far as like your dad kind of put that bug in your ear about journalism, but did you have somebody that kind of helped you when you were doing that? So my dad's been in the uh, communications industry and journalism industry for quite some time now. So I was, I had a lot of people throughout my entire life because the first time I stepped into a uh, radio station, I was like five years old. Um, oh, wow. Then for, yeah, for a TV was he an announcer? Or was he a radio announcer? Your dad? So yes, he was. He still has a, a, a TV show back home in Venezuela, um, nice. and and it's something like more news related, like mm -hmm. you know what's happening right now. Right. Um, but I had a lot of people in radio station and TV. Uh, I think for ESPN, I would say uh, Jose Del Valle was a really good inspiration. We met. And he's one of the great ones right now in uh, ESPN Deportes. We met covering the Pan Am Games in, in Toronto back in 2015. Mm -hmm. And he was kind enough to just sit down with me and said, you know, this is what you should be doing. You know, um, if you're doing this, why don't you try doing it this way? So he was really good. Uh, Carlos Arratia as well from ESPN. He was uh, a producer there. Um, I think he's working with um, Apple TV now for MLS. Mm -hmm. He was also a really good uh, person to talk to. Uh, but yeah, I had a lot of people and, and uh, you know, uh, every time I, I talk to my dad, now he he wants to, you know, watch the next episode of Noventa y Mas and oh, he's yeah. following it up. And, <laughs> you know, so he gives me a couple of pointers as well. So, you know, I'm always surrounded by really nice people to, you know, to give me feedback. Yeah, proud Padre there. Yeah. We're at the end of our show where we do a stoppage time just kind of quick questions it's stoppage time do you have a must-do ritual i do i have to now that i have a, a small team for 90 mass i have to meet with them and then just let them know you know this is what you're gonna do this is what you're gonna do this is what you're gonna do so yeah so what is your do you have just is it like every day do you just write a bunch of stuff down or do you like so on game day i write down what i want covered um and then i i start thinking about i think this is, would be really cool for this or you know mm -hmm. this this is something we can do for you know for the podcast or whatever so i write that down and that's my must do ritual before every single game or every single coverage that we have do you have anything personally that you are ritualistic about or habitual um 
every yeah on a personal level every time i leave my house every single time between my front door and my car i i have to pray for like those 30 seconds oh wow cool so i do that every single day every time i I step out of my house and before i get to my car i have to pray you know in between kind of like a player touching the field and signing the cross and stuff it's it's your exactly exactly (laughs) yeah all right. Do you have a favorite unplugged activity? Uh, listening to music, actually. Okay. Uh, what is your go-to snack when you watch a match? Popcorn. Any flavor? Uh, just, you know, with butter. Butter, yeah. popcorn, yeah. All right. What area or what component of design impresses you more? The interior of things or the exterior of something? I would have to say the interior even though i'm a sucker for the exterior the interior i want to know how it's made on the inside and what what it looks like on the inside as well mm-hmm. yeah cool do you find starting a project or finishing one more gratifying i think starting because uh you have that excitement and you have all these ideas flowing and then it's mm-hmm. a trial and you know trial and error type of process uh until you get it right but once you get it right, finishing it is like, well, we did it. But starting it, it's like, you know, you have that adrenaline running. Right. What recharges you? Traveling with my family. Yeah. Awesome. Every time we, we go out and travel, I'm, I'm super excited and happy. And by the time I'm back, I'm like, yes, let's do this all over again. All right. Let's see if we can get this last one in. If you are a current player on Charlotte FC, what player would you most be like? Kerwin Vargas. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Thanks, Arturo. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Nick. All right. Have a good one. It was fantastic having Arturo Uzkategui on the show today. Many of us do this because we love the game, the community, and see a need for our stories. I think Arturo's creation of Noventa Mass really hits all of those things, as he is a natural who has grown up as a journalist from taking his father's lead to his approach to connecting fans and players in the Hispanic community, to just broadening coverage of football in general in many different ways. Best of luck to him and Novante Imas. That's it for the Charlotte FC podcast today. Thanks for listening. Please continue the conversation with us on Twitter, Instagram, or threads at CLTFC Podcast. Please do us a favor and give us a five-star rating. If you enjoy the show, it helps others find the show too. And also subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy match day. The Charlotte FC podcast is hosted and produced by me, Nick Finelli. Audio and editing and mixing by Eli Finelli. You can also visit our webpage to listen or learn more at charlottefcpodcast.com.